0: One hundred and eighty-nine. That's how many tickets Colorado outsold Colorado State by. Woo, we did it, guys. We beat Colorado in the ticket sales. Um, we also beat them in the game. Less importantly, I guess. Uh, I would disagree slightly. I think most people would. Uh, I'm
1: surprised they keep track of how many sales go to each team and everything. Huh? Of course they do. Yeah, I guess. that. I guess people are sophisticated. I forget that that's a thing. But, uh... <laughs> you know anyways we did have a really really awesome way to like bragging rights i guess for the next year
0: outscoring colorado state 27 to 10 from the first quarter on uh the end of the first quarter on it was looking really bleak for a while in that game uh a while uh that game was really a roller coaster uh incredible roller coaster i mean it was only incredible cuz it ended incredibly but you know there were times, especially you know, after the O Bode pick, after the Ogol Bode six, I was like, "Oh, for sure the buffs are going to win this game." And then there comes Bradley Van Pelt. Oh, I mean, Nick Stevens comes down marching down the field, uh, scores a touchdown for the Rams, and I was like, "Oh, it's over. The Rams just got it back. That was the Buffs one shot. It's done." But then all of a sudden, Diego de Nero Gonzalez misses a field goal. That was, misses a game. That win. wasn't even like a miss. That's reclassified as just yeah, not I mean, even a kick. You weren't expected to make that. Oh, my gosh. But like, still, he really missed that kick. Uh, and then Teddy Thompson with the huge block on CSU's little freshman kicker out there. And then Diego De Niro Gonzalez finishes it off for a win in front of his parents who saw him play football in a Colorado uniform for the first time in person. Uh, I think that was a really good story from this game that I don't think really is anyone anyone has brought up, uh, especially considering you got things like Kenneth Ogobode makes that pick six on his birthday. Um, yeah. The redemption that Cepho has leading this team to a comeback despite being out by almost 200 yards and making the passing game look like absolute dog shit out there. Um, but first,
2: we should introduce ourselves.
0: Oh, yeah, we should do that too. Yeah. Eh. We are the Silver and Gold Show. Formerly pretty active on Twitter, now not so much. I blame that on school. Um, yeah. You guys never tweeted, anyways. Oh, I still did. just
1: when in doubt, blame it on school, man. Like,
0: okay, well, yeah. blame it on me actually being part of the CU Media and having a reputation now. Um, I gotta withhold too. You
1: can just blame it on us. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah, I I mean I could, but I don't think <laughs> anyone I don't think anyone Right, <laughs> true. I don't think anyone has the voice that I do, which is no no offense to you guys. I look Super at the world taken. I look yeah. at the world a lot differently than a lot of people do. Um to my left we got Marco Mamlin, you can follow him on Twitter at Doctor Heckler. I am Jake Shapiro. I was gonna say to my left or right, but I am literally down the middle of myself. You are you. I am me. Uh, or I think I I think therefore I am, as
1: uh uh says. Uh
0: and to my right we got Trevor Mc- oh you follow me on Twitter at shapalicious. To my I I don't even think I said my name, I'm Jake Shapiro. To my right is Trevor McKinney. Uh and that's who we are. We and are who we if are. If you
1: can't tell, um there's a little bit of uh tiredness in our voices and in our brains, so forgive us for any lapses that Happen. It's a long day. Rocky Mountain Showdown is
0: yeah. a long day. I'm still trying to recover. And I really did not drink yesterday. I'm just... That that was... I drank. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're 21, so you're allowed to. <laughs> um, I wasn't doing what I did last year again. Getting MIPs. I listened to Ryan's tips about how what to do. Five tips for students at the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Tip number one, do not get caught with an MIP. Yeah. Uh, inspired by I Wonder Who...
1: Um, Wait, but how do you make sure that tip number one actually? Falls you don't drink. Uh, yeah. yeah so that or if
0: you, or one, as he one. said, if you don't drink, or if you do drink, don't get caught
1: drinking. All right. Um, That's a good way to put it. So, w- w- words of wise wisdom from Grand Conesburg. Words of wise, wi- wise <laughs> words of wisdom. You, you can't
2: talk.
0: <laughs> Jesus. And I thought I was bad.
1: I had a long night too, man.
0: You know what? Besides the game being, you, know, you went to a concert. Besides the game <laughs> being absolutely perfect, like in outcome, the weather was. Oh my gosh! I could like I was wearing jeans and my uh, Shea Fields jersey, and like I didn't sweat and I wasn't cold. It was perfect. It was it was, it was so perfect. pretty. Um,
1: it's that fall weather, was just yeah, yeah.
0: Our our uh, our bed our buddy Ted Chaffin uh, from Ralphie Report said. Uh, uh, like he was saying to me after the game, he's like, "When it rains, when it rains, like the buffs are in pain." Like he was trying to make up a thing because last, uh, yeah, last year, of course, it rained during the game and it was yeah. just not good. And then it's like Claire skies, the buffs fly or something. He was just making up crap after the game. <laughs> we were weird. we were pretty uh, we were pretty ecstatic. Uh, he did make a really good point to me, t- saying that this game could be a brick game for CU. This could be a game I would agree. that the entire program changes on. And it, and it has to, it, it's not just about what happens now, it's what about what happens in the future, but this game had the potential to completely change the way the CU program is viewed.
2: I think that this program really starts the confidence building with us, and like the momentum building too, because we, especially last year after we lost to CSU, I felt that at times we just did not have that spark anymore, and we need this win, and we need to own the state to, to bring that back.
1: Yeah, I mean, not only for recruiting and bragging rights, but then you, you look at, like, yeah, last year we had a lot of close games, and right near the end, that something would go wrong, and yeah. it would cause us to lose, and these are the kind of building blocks where if you win like this, you can look back on this and say, hey, we've been here before, we know what we can do, um, or we know what we need to do to, to pull this out, and so maybe those close games actually start falling in our favor once in a while. I think we're starting to see, like, the the experience start to come out, especially in Cepho and,
2: and some of the guys on the defense, because... It, they, didn't, they didn't have that roll-over-and-die attitude last night, which they used to always have.
0: Everybody's talked about uh, the bus needing to learn how to win, especially in the games like Hawaii, or even going back to last year, there was, so, there was six or seven one-possession games they lost in the fourth quarter last year. This is a game where they figured out how to win. They played like shit for parts of this game. Their offense did not come together. Their running game finally got stopped, and but it got going at times, but their passing game just never really got going. There was probably one or two good, you know, the two touchdown throws by Saffo were beautiful, and yeah. that play to Nelson to give them even a shot at the end was beautiful. Yeah. But in total, their passing game just never really got going. They had only 220 20 yards uh, on, uh, uh, through the air uh, yesterday, and it just it wasn't that pretty. And But they, they figured out how to win this game. It, it took a few turnovers. It took a few good plays on special teams. But it doesn't matter what they did. It matters that they did it, and they hadn't done that before.
1: You know, I don't disagree with you saying that the passing game wasn't great. But, uh, I mean, apart from, you know, the touchdowns, like they, they weren't really doing too much, but the touchdowns themselves were actually, oh, like, beautiful. they were beautiful. Like, it, it shows that, like, we have the ability to put up points in a hurry. And if we have find a way to have that consistency when we actually sustain long drives, that really that's, like, what will make us actually have – on a winning record or a full game opportunity this year.
0: McIntyre said to me uh last Sunday, says I, I asked him as, if he's concerned about his passing game. He says, Well I bet well I bet you if you throw the ball fifty times, or if we throw the ball fifty times a game you won't see a problem in our passing game. That's not McIntyre's voice. It's just <laughs> some voice. So like but like he didn't throw the ball they didn't throw the ball fifty times a ga- uh 50 times in this game. They threw the ball twenty nine times uh Completed for fifteen, uh, like that. That's pretty weak. There, you only completed uh, half, lo- less, less than half, right? How, how, or no, how that's, much that's, did that's they a little it. over fifty. Uh, and they ran the ball thirty-two times. Yeah, it so was very really balanced. balanced. Yeah, uh, want I mean, to last ga- last you game it Down was,
1: in the game and have to be passing every down.
0: Right, back. in last game it was not balanced, but I, I guess the Buffs didn't run as many plays this game. Not only because they had a few three and outs, but because they had a, a, a defensive touchdown um, and they scored quickly on, uh, on, on one drive. So, you know, the Buffs didn't, didn't have as many opportunities to have the ball in their offense's hand, which even lends more to how brilliant their defense played. Uh, I think Brian Hall tweeted this, that the Buffs haven't had three consecutive games where they let, let the opponent score 30 points or less in years. Uh, and they did, they've done that over the first three games this season.
1: And I think they did it without being too flashy. Like, they, yeah. they they team tackle, they do the right things, they just, I think Levitt is really just teaching them to do, like, the basic parts of defense. Fundamentals. Because, yeah, yeah, exactly, because you're not seeing, you know, like, an overbearing defense that you, you, you know, you hike the ball and you're instantly getting rushed at, and I don't know, They they just, they do enough to get by, but I don't know, I was just impressed that are not doing too much, but they're really sustaining it.
0: And I talked to Ryan Moeller this week, and he says uh, the defense is going to bend, but it won't break. And, and I thought that was brilliant how he said that. And, and you look at the bus. Yeah, you know, they allow almost... I think they allowed 500 yards total offense on the dot. And they still only allowed 24 points on the board. They did not let the Rams get there. Yeah, there's a few missed field goals, whatever. But they bent and did not break. And Ryan Moeller was right about that. And, and another point to how good this defense has been at overcoming adverse, adversity and making key plays and, and just staying in there to be timely is this was a defense without Addison Gillum. This is a defense without Jace Frankie, who's been very good for them. Ryan Muller was hurt for parts of this game. Uh, Kelo Witherspoon was hurt for parts of this game. Uh, there were a few more guys that were hurt for parts of this game, and those are key cogs in their defense. And then you have guys like uh, Afalade Laguda is out there and he gets burnt on an inter, uh uh burnt on a touchdown and John Walker's on the coverage on the outside where John Walker's a nickel back because Witherspoon is trying to play outside uh because Witherspoon's out of the game so Walker shifts to the outside uh you know they overcame their injuries they overcame how good this Rams offense was at moving the ball and they kept the buffs in it they kept the buffs in it just long enough
2: for their offense to finally come alive i wouldn't even say to come alive really too it was just more of like the Rams to break, because I, I never felt like we were exceptional in anything that we were better at one thing specifically. But it was this game was a bunch of just who's going to break first, us or them, and we proved that we didn't break first.
0: Yeah, and there were opportunities. I think we did break a few times, but the Rams did not capitalize. You know, first play of the game, we give the uh, the Rams not even from the line of scrimmage. The Rams start the start field position in uh, deep and buff territory and they couldn't do anything with it. Uh, of course, there's two punts back and forth, and the Rams got a, uh, a, a field goal because of that. But once again, they, only, or, or they did end up getting a touchdown Sorry, because of that, but they didn't get a touchdown initially because of that uh, bad field position the Buffs let up. So there was a few times, and, and then you let Diego Gonzalez miss that field goal, like we said, give him a chance to go into overtime. Or the Buffs uh, have that Ken Crawley interception and then do nothing with the momentum. Or the Buffs, you know, after the Akela Witherspoon pickoff, the Rams came marching down the field and scored a touchdown.
2: Even even the small things, too. Like, in the late fourth-quarter drive with Sefo, when he was just missing his targets all over the place and could, just couldn't throw the ball at all, I felt like that was a critical point, too, and we overcame that as well.
1: Yeah, we had some good runs with Donovan Lee and Philip Lindsay and stuff. I mean, we I like the way that our running back system works, and maybe this is what helps make us more balanced, is the fact that we have four guys that – are pretty much interchangeable. Five now. Five, you're right, yeah. I mean, and, you know, you have Atkins, that he's, you know, your, your short yardage kind of guy. Or, I mean, actually, yeah. Is Powell. It? Powell, wow. I, yeah, Atkins is more actually an off, off-speed kind of guy. But, yeah, they just have so many different guys that are just uh, unique, and, you know, they can use them in the passing game as well. It just – and a few of them are pretty good at blocking too, so it's just – it really is helping our offense in a whole.
0: I say five, but I think only two of them are interchangeable, and I think that's Christian Powell and, and – uh and, uh, uh, sorry.
1: Michael, Atkins? Michael
0: Adkins yeah. uh, Michael Atkins, yeah Michael Atkins got hurt early in this game and I don't think I saw him after that um,
1: No, it was a lot more Donovan Lee
0: Yeah, but uh, Shea Fields got a few carries yeah. in this game too and looked pretty good but you're right about Donovan Lee Donovan Lee was suspended for the first two games this season and I said he could make a huge factor in this game He had that one good kickoff return and he had two good carries there at the end on end-arounds and and whatever kind of trickery they have. But the Buffaloes, sorry, someone else talk for a second. Someone else, I'm scrolling through notes.
2: I I sat next to Donovan Lee in one of my summer
1: classes this summer, so that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's always neat when you you can (laughs) chill with people that are on the athletic
0: team. Yeah, I'm with Eddie Lopez in my communications class, and most people know I'm big fan of Eddie Lopez. Uh, where are the final game notes? Gosh. We talked about this on 1190 this week, that the the game notes were all screwy from what they normally are. And I'm just having trouble finding the stats. They're so
1: screwy, they're difficult to find, you know? But, uh... We should just start talking about movies of the Rockies or something, right?
0: Well, the Rockies podcast, which you can listen to, Rocky Singery, R-C-S-N-Y, will be recording right after this, and you can hear that uh, on all the same places you find this podcast, uh, which are SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, somewhere else. Um, uh, uh, Twitter, all those places. You can find the Rocky Singery podcast there, too. Uh, Anyways, the final stats, which I was thinking of, is we had Christian Paul have uh, 15 carries. Lindsey had eight. Shea had one carry, uh, a good carry at that, and he had a few, uh, I I think he had a few screen passes too. Uh, Then we had Donovan Lee have that one carry as well. Devin Ross even got a carry, but Michael Adkins came out of the game after his first carry. So I'm a little bit surprised we didn't see more Patrick Carr in this game, especially considering Patrick Carr did have an opportunity to carry the ball. Uh, at the UMass game, and and, uh, Mike McIntyre said we'd be seeing a little bit more Patrick Carr. However, you do understand it because it's not like you're going to give a freshman the ball and be like, all right, we trust you in not turning this over. Yeah, and then one
2: of the biggest games of the year. Right,
0: I mean, we saw that with Phil Lindsay last year. Phil Lindsay's had had turnover problems in the past, but once again, he was a freshman last year. Um, So the Buffs did surprisingly well uh, despite their first running back going down. Christian Powell uh, looked... Looked pretty good he's in solid. this game. Yeah, he's but just solid. so
1: consistent all the
0: time. Yeah, you really couldn't ask for just a more solid running back. He's probably never going to break one free. He might break one for 10 yards here and there, but he's never going to break a 15, 20 yarder off. Well, I mean, he did it last year. Yeah,
1: but
0: he did that last
1: game. That has to be a really lucky right. scenario.
0: He's, yeah. not the, he's not your game-breaking breaking running back. He's just the guy that's going to get you three 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 and a half every single time. And that's fine, and I love that. Um, Seffel Lufaus looked pretty good on the ground so far this season as well. I did want to mention that. Uh, His offensive line has had its troubles, to say the least, and he is is scrambling this year, which is something we did not see from Seffel before. I was talking to someone who was on the team last year, and they're like, man, Seffel's a lot faster this year. And I think that is definitely a factor that the Buffs uh, are continuing to benefit from is Sappho's ability to move with his legs all of a sudden, especially because, you know, the Buffs passing game hasn't been where it is, so you are making Sefo Lufau a weapon every time he does drop back there if he has the potential to move the ball three yards instead of getting sacked.
2: And, yeah, especially now with Irwin out the rest of the year. It's, yeah, it's you really saw some key. problems
0: on the left side early in the game. Yep. Um, Shef- uh, Fields did have 79 yards also uh, through the air, uh, catching uh, one 65-yarder, two shorter passes too. Spruce had 63 yards and six catches. Spruce is getting about six to seven catches a game, which would put him on pace for 100 catches this year uh, because the Buffs play 13 games. Devin Ross had two catches in this game, one TD, a almost really pretty one. TD. Um, and yeah, almost another one. Shea Field, same. He, yeah. draw, he had a big drop too. Uh, Dylan Keeney, uh, he would have scored that touchdown that got called back by the Nembot helmet throwing thing. Uh, and he had another. he had a catch for 23 yards. Uh, Irwin did not have a catch in this game, so Keeney was who we saw a lot of at tight end. Uh, any notes from the passing games you w- want to bring up, guys?
1: Well, I think that apart from like statistically and on the field, the receiving core not really looking that great, I'm excited to see what they have for the future just because Shea Fields is so dynamic and Spruce and Cepo have such a good chemistry and everything. And, and this guy Ross, like I honestly didn't know too much about him, and he's really starting to impress me, so... I don't know, I, I'm looking forward to it. We have Bobo we haven't even talked about because yeah. we're not really using him, but we, we're, pretty, like, we're pretty deep as far as receivers go. You know?
0: Bobo's not the receiver Ross is, but go ahead, Trevor.
2: Um, my only concerns are with Sefo, and I guess the offensive line as well, um, I guess they're kind of connected, but Sefo looks so anxious all the time, and I think that um, he's hearing in one ear from the coaches, like, we don't want you to scramble too much because we don't want you to get hurt. But he has to scramble, otherwise he's going to get murdered in the backfield um, every play. So I think that he's trying to balance when to scramble and when to not. And then when he does and scramble... And he's gotten better at that. He's
0: already improved at that. Yeah. This
2: mean, is the Y game. No doubt. And the only thing is that when he is scrambling, and I noticed this specifically in that late fourth quarter drive um, when we almost won it, was that when he's scrambling and it's a high-pressure situation, he does not throw the ball well. Especially on the run. And I just think that um, if he can get better at that and continue to work on uh, getting more comfortable and things like that, he'll be golden.
1: Yeah, that's hopefully something he can just learn, because, I mean, it's some, he's improved a lot in his first couple years, mm-hmm. or every year, I think he's just begun to improve. I think he actually might even have some NFL potential. I, I don't want to, like, get on that, but he was making some throws that were, you know, serious NFL throws. throws yeah,
2: yeah but, when, but when we see, like, guys like Scooby Wright with Arizona mm-hmm. and, like, the UCLA pass rush and... Utah's pass rush, like we're gonna, he's gonna have to step it up a little bit more than just a CSU or Hawaii pass rush.
0: True. Yeah, I really don't think Sappo's on the same level as an NFL quarterback, but I don't think he's worse. CU fans think he is. CU fans literally just trash on Cepho. Yeah. And Sappo's a really solid quarterback. He he's you know gonna finish in the Colorado record books as one of the better Colorado quarterbacks. Uh, okay, those are numbers, whatever. But Sappo goes out, and, and this is what Larry Zimmer said in the post game. And if Larry Zimmer says this. I, I'll back it because Larry knows what he's talking about. He says, uh, if, I, if I'm if i choosing a quarterback to lead a drive in the fourth quarter or to, to make a big play, I want Sefa Lufau my team. That's what Larry Zimmer said in the, the postgame. So if you are going to argue with Larry Zimmer, go ahead. But yeah, Sefo, you're not a CU fan. Right, but... Sefa Lufau, you know, he's been through a lot here in his CU career already, but dude can play a little bit. So give him some credit offensive lines really shaky has been his entire career yeah he's got good receivers but if he can't get the ball uh get enough time to throw the ball to him what good does the receivers do mm-hmm. so I, I really give seffo a little bit more credit than people want to give him um defensively uh my guy ryan moeller looked really really good in this game uh another guy looked really good in this game kind of got that big pick too uh also had five solo tackles uh justin solis made a factor on the defensive line that really did not look good to start the game.
2: Uh, a little secondary, I think, stepped it up. Yeah, Thompson, yeah Crowley, Crowley. Thompson. Thompson. That's great.
0: How about Chido, Chido B. Ouzier?
2: Not
0: bad, yeah. Uh, Chido uh Chido Ouzier, uh, uh, Adam Usner tag said this, uh, said Chido B. Ouzier is going to play in the league. He is. Uh Chido B. Ouzier is probably the best corner the Buffs has had since uh, Jimmy Smith. since Jimmy Smith. Um and, and they have some other guys on the roster that's probably that probably have more potential than Chidobi Ousseye, but Chidobi Ousseye just can play ball, man.
1: Uh, You should say his name one more time.
0: Chidobi Ousseye.
1: <laughs> no, just because you said it like six times in yeah. two sentences. You're uh, good. You're
0: good. <laughs> uh, Rick Gamboa stepped up big time in the absence of Addison Gillum. Derek McCartney looked solid in this game in the he second had some half. Yeah. Yep. Uh. I think Leo Jackson had a big tackle for a loss, or Correll, I don't remember which one of them, but I, I remember them making a key stop in this game. Tedrick Thompson, like I said, uh, made that big field goal block, but he also had a few tackles that really saved the buffs from some mm-hmm. big plays. Uh, John Walker got burnt a few times, but I think he got in positions that uh, he wasn't really supposed to be in. He's a really good nickel cornerback, but he's not good at anything else. I was kind of surprised we didn't see Chido Biawuzier out on the outside more. Uh, I understand it because you kind of want him in the nickel role because you're Chidobi Ouzier is also a good linebacker as well as a corner, so having him inside is good. But when you have a receiver like Higgins who completely ate up the yeah. bus D and you knew it was going to happen, you might want him on Higgins instead of Ken Crawley, who has had his struggles. And it was good to see Ken well, Crawley get his first interception since his sophomore year. In this
2: I, I, I actually didn't mind the Ken Crawley placement because I think that Kenny has some experience, and he knows um, Higgins a little bit better, I think. And I, I don't know. I, I like his athleticism and his fire,
1: I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, no, he's a great tackler. I mean, he just, he's an all-around really solid cornerback. Yeah, he has his missteps every once in a while. But but in general, yeah, he just makes great plays. And I think it's worth mentioning, I don't think it was his interception, because he, he didn't return it for a touchdown, right? It was the other one. But that was the first interception t- return for a touchdown that we've had in, like, Oh, I It was, we, a I don't, it, was a, it was. I was impressed by how long it had been since we had returned to pick six. Like it was just kind of depressing, but at least we you know got it off our backs. And, who batted that ball? Yeah. Oh
0: gosh. Uh, let me look. I I remember who bat. Uh. uh was it Thompson? No. It was. It was either Chidobi or Ken. Uh,
2: I was forgot like on it was the line when... though. It was near the line.
0: Oh that. Oh, the one that he came from behind? Okay, I thought you were talking about the other pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of it right now. It was good. I I have to watch the game again because, you know, watching in the stands is not like watching in the press box. (laughs) A lot different of an angle. I do want to mention one more thing that – or two more things uh, about the special teams. Uh, Alex Kenny finally had a good game, looked really good in this game. Uh, there there's starting to be questions about whether or not he can be a college level pun- punter right now. Uh, I think he answered those questions in this yes. game. Uh Diego Gonzalez, we did not expect Diego Gonzalez to be this good. Uh he was only 2 for 2 on the day or 2 for 4 on the day, but Diego Gonzalez hit them when they need to be hit. He hit one from 52 and then he hit the game winner from 30 30- 32. He got the one from 36 blocked and the one at the end uh he missed Just but it. you know Diego he's a, he's a really nice guy so it's it's really good to see good dudes uh succeeding and uh you know uh he he's been nailing them you know he's got he he walks out there with a lot a lot of a he exudes he exudes confidence exuberates. exuberates confidence uh and i i really like that for my kicker uh, especially when you see these little tiny kickers like the CSU kicker walk to the line literally shaking as they're about to kick the field goal, Diego just walks up there, and you know, Second. I don't have that much confidence, Diego, but Diego has that confidence in himself, so I, I I really like that out of Diego.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping he can continue to improve because it's been a while since we've had since Mason Crosby basically that we've had an actual good Will kicker. Oliver was pretty good. Well, yeah, I, I was. He wasn't going to hit him
0: from 45 out, but, but he, he was pretty accurate in yeah. when
1: he was close. Good point. I mean, it's more that for a long time we consistently just had great kickers. When you have the best kicker in college football over the last 20 years in Mason Crosby it's hard not to to like expect that well I mean even before that we just had like every year it seemed like we had like a great kicker just because yeah. it was in you were kicking a mile high everyone wanted to come and kick there yeah. improve it improved the way you looked but uh, you know I hope that Gonzalez can continue to improve because it'd be nice to have a consistently good kicker because that's just good for a team anytime.
0: Um, we are the Silver and Gold Show, at Silver and Gold Show, you can follow us on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter, at Chef you can follow Marco on Twitter, at Dr. Hegler, you can follow Trevor McKinney on Twitter, but he I'm will kidding. not follow you back, um, no. as we learned last week. You uh, sounded like the person from
1: NPR, is this Silver
0: I, I guess yeah. you did not listen to 11, uh, 1190, my parents on 1190 this week, because we read the game notes in NPR voices. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> so you got a little um, practice Yeah. So, you can follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on SoundCloud, you can follow us on
2: Snitcher, you can follow us on iTunes, you can follow us on, you can follow us on one of the things. Um, we fucking won the
1: Rock Mountain show. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Ram this is RIP. Hashtag
0: R State. Yeah, you want to say it? You want to say it? Go for it. I was
1: going to say RIP uh, to the, the Ram. Cam the Ram. <laughs> Cam the Ram. Rest
0: in peace, Cam. Long live Ralphie. Long live the Revolution. Uh, we'll, uh, talk to you probably next week, but we don't really know. Uh, it's a free podcast and, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. So, uh,
1: we'll see you soon. We of donations.
0: Oh, and because we forgot, this is episode 24, uh, the Byron White, White Edition. Uh, enjoy your week. Go buffs.